0: Hey guys, it's Ken's. You're listening to the Move of God series. If you didn't know, we actually have a workbook that goes along with this entire series. Go to ForTheGirl.com and purchase yours. It is full of scripture, discussion questions, prayer outlines, so many things to dive into this even deeper. It's a great personal devotional, or you can grab a couple of friends and do it together. We are so excited to get the most out of this series and grow together. Welcome to the For The Girl podcast. Join best friends Mackenzie Wilson and Mackenzie Baker from Delight Ministries as they talk about all things relationships, faith, and, well, girls. This podcast is for the girl expectant for her future, for the girl who is ready to grow, and for the girl who needs some honest answers. Get ready, because this is for you. Hey fam, we We
1: are are back 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 for for
2: another (laughs) You don't sound excited. (laughs) We are back for another episode of the For the Girl podcast. Ken's is not excited. She is pumped up because today we are gonna be diving into the topic of intercession and how prayer and fasting is a part of a move of God. And I believe this with every fiber in my body bones in my body like this matters so much. Um, I know that you probably heard your church talking about prayer. You probably heard, you know, other ministries talking about fasting and maybe you've been like, that sounds cool, but I don't know if that's for me. I think by the end of this episode, you're going to be convinced that this is for you. So it's going to be an incredible conversation. We've got our Bible expert Clay back this week, but before we dive into how God is moving all around us, it is time for Mac and Ken's help you make a move.
1: Mac and Ken's help you
0: make a move. Okay, so we got a really good okay. story. Wow. Okay, okay, <laughs> well, here we go. You know that in some video we filmed recently, <laughs> you started every segment with "Okay, okay, okay, <laughs> okay, okay." Oh my gosh, but that's I like so it. So embarrassing. Um. All right. Well, we can't wait to get into the story, you guys. We got some good. Pretty mediocre advice. All right, <laughs> here we go. Ride. Okay, <laughs> okay, here it is. I'm gonna read it straight from the thing. Okay, so I work with this guy at a coffee shop, and I really like him. I have gotten to know him. Work or- crush. I love a work yes. crush. Yes. Oh my gosh. We don't get amazing. those because we
2: work in women's. Ministry. I know. Shoot.
0: Whoops. Okay, I have gotten to know him over the past year, and he's really awesome. He's ins- he's super involved. At his church, which also happens to be my church, he loves kids and loves people so well. He says he likes someone else from the church, but uh but he comes into work and is flirty with me, constantly asking deep questions, and I'm just confused. He seems to show... So much interest in me, but then he talks about how he likes this other girl. I do like him a lot, but I feel stuck and upset because I just don't even know what to do. I really want to give up liking him. I- I- I really want to give up liking him. But every time I start to, he comes back and is flirty and intentional again. I don't want to make the first move because we work together and I don't want to make it awkward. Ugh, Mac and Ken's help me make a move. Wow. I I feel this this is difficult. I feel stumped by this one a little (laughs) bit. But okay, here. I got it. I I don't feel stumped by anything. Okay. I don't feel stumped. I feel really confident. In this. Okay, let's hear it. All right. It sounds like you guys are friends and you should just say, I'm going to call him Tom. Tom. Tommy boy. Here's the thing, Tom. I'm so confused by you. You are, you say you like this girl, but I feel like you like me. Oh, what a
2: line. <laughs> what a line.
0: No, that's not I what you should do. I think you're right,
2: Actually, though. Wait, I don't know how to do it. But- I think you're right, though. I- okay I think there's two things here I the first place that my mind goes is if I liked a boy I would I would tell everybody around me not everybody around me but you know what I mean I wouldn't if I liked a boy this doesn't make sense but here's what I'm trying to say guys if I liked a boy I would not be telling him that I like other boys you know what I mean like mm. I wouldn't I wouldn't be like, yeah, like, OK, so let's say I like Tom. I wouldn't be having a conversation with Tom and be like, yeah, I really like this guy, Brandon. Da, 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 da. You know, that's just kind of I would never do that. I would try to make myself seem open and available, which makes me seem like this guy is so oblivious that you guys have this special little connection. That's what I think. I'm <gasps> So you think Ouch. that
0: I don't know. You think that he doesn't like her at all. I think that he doesn't, he's not thinking of her like that. That's my thought. I honestly agree.
2: But I think that it is fine to have a conversation with him. I think it's fine to say, because maybe he's just never thought of you like that. You know, sometimes you just don't think of people like that. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with being like, hey, I think you're really awesome. I feel like, you know, you kind of flirt with me and stuff. What's going on here? But,
0: my gut instinct is that he really does like the other girl. Yeah, that's that's true. I'm just wondering if he... Yeah, okay. So, it's a bummer. It's a bummer situation. But the only option too would be, girl, show up to work looking your best. Cuz sometimes Start boys are hard oblivious. Hardcore. Yeah, it, like so they're just oblivious, you know? Show up to work looking like looking fire, a 10 and Get your best flirty moves going and see if he stops talking about that girl.
2: Yeah, like shoot your shot
0: a little bit. Yeah, like I kind try of agree. a little bit harder. Like, like, like are, you
2: always giving him, oh, oh, are you always giving him advice on this other girl? Maybe you should just be like, yeah, maybe you should be like, I don't think you should like that girl. Yeah.
1: Oh, 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 oh.
0: okay. Okay. Oh he brings her up next time he brings her up
2: i think i know i think we just pop the mics okay next time he brings her up and he's like this girl blah 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 you know whatever i think you should be like i don't
0: think you should like her and then he'll be like what why and you'd be like just just say that you just don't like her enough
2: just be like i just don't think you like her that much i don't know i don't know I, I think like you that. should like
0: somebody else. Yeah, I like that. And start like making moves, shooting your shot. Shoot your shot. Because like, it sounds like you might just be going with the flow a little too much, not giving it. Because like, they clearly have a connection of sorts. You yeah, know? And he seems like a great guy. And he hasn't made another move with this other girl. And so. I like
2: that he's being straight up a little bit. Like he's telling her he likes this other girl. So it's not like
0: he's being like, I like you and this other girl. Yeah. This so is one. I feel like option one, start, try to shoot your shot. Maybe stop going along with the flow with this whole other girl conversation. Start showing up to work, looking your best, you know, do the thing. But then if it's not going anywhere, he still likes this other girl. You got to come to recognition. Turn on your sparkle a little. <laughs> yeah, we, we like to say turn on your sparkle. It's like give your best personality, like be like, ooh, I'm here to party.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and like say that thing that he's going to go home that night and just run
0: it through his mind 20 bazillion times. Like, what did she oh, what mean is, by that? <laughs> wow. Okay. You know? But then if he doesn't start to... If he's not turning around, he probably really does like this And other girl. I think, yeah, you kind of got to get it through your mind like that... He does like you. He, he just, does like this other girl. Yeah, it's just another girl. Yeah. yeah.
2: All right, wow. We gave a lot of advice that there. That was a tough one. That kind of stumped us for a little bit. Um, I'm so sorry if that was...
0: You know, confusing, really confusing. We were
2: confused. We were confused, but we're no longer confused. (laughs) (laughs) And we feel good about this now.
0: Right. I feel feel really, really optimistic about it. You got girl, girl, go for it. Hey you guys we are back with our friend mentor coach, Bible expert Clay um, and we are diving into the subject of prayer and fasting. Um, I'm so excited to go into the word with this one and just see um, how how this has like been a thing since forever ago. Um, and I'm excited especially for you Clay to take us there.
1: Great. Thanks again for letting me do this, and I love this topic. Uh, honestly, um, thinking back in college, uh, the I was involved at Wesley before I started to work at Wesley, and the guy who was in charge at that time was named Tom Tanner, and um, he taught us so much about prayer and fasting. We would do corporate fasts together, um, sometimes really long ones. They were intense, but yeah. um, it's just been part of. Uh, me growing up in in my faith and growing up in God, yeah. And my wife, my wife and I continue. Uh, we have a kind of a series of different times throughout the year that we do um, seasons of fasting and stuff. So this was great. And I wanted to talk about uh, the story of Hannah, and um, for for a few reasons. One, I love to highlight um, women in the Bible because I, I don't. There's not as many stories about women as there are men, but uh, I mm-hmm. think that they're they're important and. Um, I'm, I'm from the place in the church tree where I'm very comfortable with women being in, in yeah. places of, of leadership and, and just learning from them. And so I think Hannah's one that's just such a great example for us and yeah it uh, has to talk about it talks about barrenness and it talks about um, infertility. And that's something that my wife and I actually uh, prayed and fasted through for three and a half years before we had our own children. And so wow. uh, this one's personal for me, uh, for sure, but uh, okay. hopefully you're going to get a lot out of it. And, and um, if you don't know the story of Hannah, Hannah is married and she wants to have kids and her womb is closed. She can't have kids. And so in the story, in First Samuel 1, we see that um, she's praying and at times she's not eating. Her husband actually says, please, you need to start eating at some point, um, because it says that she would weep and that she would not eat. And it kind of goes through the story of her vowing to God, saying, if you ever hear my prayer, um, I'll give you back the son that I have. And uh, she then interacts with the, the priest of the time, and it's just a fascinating story, even, even though it's, it's fairly short. But I just wanted to, to bring out this idea of, of prayer and fasting because when you when you combine the two, yeah, uh, it's it's pretty it's pretty amazing. Because um, fasting in and of itself engages your body into into what's happening uh, in your soul and in your spirit. Because there's yeah. there's a longing for something, there's a hunger for something, and your body understands hunger from a from a food standpoint. So you just engage your body into the parts of of yourself that are already in that place, and it's it really the hunger that you feel. The fatigue that you feel um, kind of offers itself as a prayer to God. So it's this—it's kind of this really whole, connected, holistic um, way to engage uh, God in a season. So it's—it's it's really mm-hmm. a great thing. It's—I um, know it's really popular these days to do like intermittent fasting for your health, but. Um, this is spiritual fasting, you know, for, for other things. But, uh, but the thing I want to bring about fasting and, and talk about the body is this, and mm-hmm. specifically with Hannah, mm-hmm. think about Hannah and what we even hear in this story. Okay. She, she's not eating, so she can't taste anything. Think about the five senses. She can't yeah. taste anything and yeah. she can't smell anything because she has nothing near her that she's eating. So she, her taste is gone Yeah. and her, her smell is gone. Yeah. She doesn't have a child, even though her, her rivals, it talks about her rivals in this, have children, and they're, they're provoking her. So she has no baby to touch, no baby to see. Hmm. And the only hmm. sense that's left is hearing. Yeah, And so that's why she prays, because she has nothing to touch. She has nothing to feel. She has nothing to taste. She has nothing to smell. It's the, it's the, when you pray and fast, the, the, the spiritual sense that gets heightened yeah. is hearing. You start to, you hear That's good. and you are then heard because the story of Hannah, as we see is she's praying and, and, and the priest thinks that she's actually intoxicated because of how intense her prayer life is in this moment. And she says, no, I'm not drunk. I'm just desperate uh, to God. And he blesses her. He gives her a blessing and says that he prays that her petition would be answered. And then we find out that her petition is answered, and she has a child. Now, think about this is is how it comes full circle. Here's your your move of God. She's given a son in that process, and here's how she responds to it. She names the son Samuel, and in Hebrew, Samuel means that God heard Wow! I'm so it's this—it's the sense that was heightened for her mm-hmm. that she was praying that God would hear her, and then her response is that God actually heard her, and and that's why she named Samuel the the way that uh, yeah. she did, yeah. and then the nation of Israel is given Samuel, who's such a key figure, and so again, mm-hmm. moves of God in us right produce yeah. moves in gods and others. So the so move good. of God in Han- in Hannah. She had already prepared herself to make that a move of God for other people because she said, "I'm yeah. going to give him away to you, God, if you give him to me." And so that move of God then begat another move of God, yeah. and it's fasting and praying is really about hearing from God and being heard yeah. by God, and that's Second. that's a that's an aspect of the Lord that He wants us to know about Him that not only will He hear us, yeah. meaning that we can pour our hearts out before Him just like Hannah was, mm-hmm. but that. He is going to then respond, and we will hear from him. Yes, yeah. we're supposed to pray. Yeah. Yes, we're supposed to, and, and most people think about prayer as as talking, right? But prayer is not just talking. It's both ways. It's hearing from God just mm-hmm. as much as it is being heard by God. In Psalm mm-hmm. 65, 2, David describes the Lord. And there's so many ways the Bible describes God, but in Psalm 65, 2, the description of God is, Lord, you are one who hears prayer it's that's how he wants to be known and so it's Mm -hmm. just a beautiful story right of something that was impossible for her she could not control her womb and so outside of herself she needed something and someone to help her and she the only response that she could do was I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna fast because that's that's the ultimate expression of humility and just open hands and then God heard her because that's the sensory, spiritual sense that that awakens. And he responded. Yeah, It's pretty awesome.
2: That That is is so awesome. And, you know, I think about that in lens of just or in light of our world today. And I think everybody could agree that like our world is sensory overload right now. I mean, Mm -hmm. everywhere we turn. There are our phones, there is great food, there's ads, everything that are like trying to play on our senses at all times. And I yep. think we we feel that a lot of times. I think a lot of anxiety comes from that, just this sensory Absolutely. overload. And so I, I think this spiritual practice of kind of cutting off all the senses like what you talked yep. about and yeah. turning up the volume it's really a way to turn up mm-hmm. the volume of God's voice in your life it in is. a lot of ways and say yep. God I'm going to shut off all these other desires that I have and kind of take this thing before you and I, I love in Hannah's story that she she prayed something really specific you yeah, know mm-hmm. it was like God this is what I'm asking. I'm bringing this this one desire, this thing before you, and and I love that God answered specifically in return. Mm-hmm. And yes. I think that's what's so cool. I, th- I think sometimes we don't think about that we have this. Way of entering into a conversation with God. I think we discount that sometimes. We don't. We don't see prayer as that. We see prayer as like, oh, I got to show up again and like journal. (laughs) And it's so much more than that. You know, it's this. It's this thing where we 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 lay our hearts, cry out before God, and then God responds and God listens and hears. And so I love that you pointed all of that out. And I think Mm -hmm. it's cool too that we have the opportunity to do this for our own, you know, in our own lives, but we also have the opportunity to do this on behalf of the body of Christ, on behalf of others, on behalf of like the things we have happening in the world. I mean, we're in a global pandemic. I mean, there's so many Mm -hmm. things we could be bringing before the Lord. And so I'd love to hear from for you, maybe just like a specific season of prayer and fasting in your life and and what that kind of looked like and, and what you were bringing before the Lord and, And just how you saw God move through that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many. uh, I mean, I referenced earlier uh, just that we had three and a half years where um, we couldn't have children. We had um, my wife had two failed surgeries just to try to clear some things out for her to be able to do that. They were both failures. We had three doctors tell us we wouldn't we would not have kids unless we adopted Wow. And
2: um, and we already know we how d- this story ends. So yeah, this yeah, is crazy. <laughs> six,
1: six kids six later, right? Kids. We're trying to you know, we're trying to like reverse the power of prayer and fasting right now because yeah. it's, it's worked wow. too That's much. Right? Wow. Yeah. And um, but it's yeah, it's crazy. And so we just we really couldn't do anything else. I mean, medically we could not do anything else. Wow. And um, we just prayed and we fasted a lot. We had other people doing that. On our behalf, I'll tell you a really cool story. It's, it's pretty mm. in, intimate for us. But um, we we got pregnant actually about um, just short of, of three years into this. And then my wife had a miscarriage. And it was that was our lowest moment. Yeah, yeah. And my wife had a woman who was kind of a spiritual mother for her in, in town. She still is. She's just amazing. She heard about the news. She came over. She picked up her up. She says, hey, we're going to go do something. You just got to trust me. She took her to the baby store here in town and outfitted us with in a complete nursery and uh. the, the the um nursery bed that you've seen and we've done our coaching in the spring that i sit uh, in yeah. front of yeah. or behind um that's the same one right wow. and so she w- did that she says i'm doing this because i believe that god's gonna answer your prayer yeah. and it's just a it's just a prophetic act right and so yeah. for six months we had we had times where we would go in there. We had the, the man I mentioned earlier, Tom Tanner, he and his wife would come over and they'd come in that room and pray for us mm. and, um, just believe what was impossible on our end. And, yeah. and then we got pregnant and then obviously, you know, the story, six kids later, um, here we are, but, um, it's so just cool. amazing to, 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 so we've done that for other people, right? We've prayed for and fasted for other people. We, we pray and fast for our city and for our campus here yeah. at UGA yes. But, but to, we've experienced it on the other side. We've had people that would not eat for days for us, for our kids. Wow. Hmm. And now those kids are in our home. We, we are yeah. parenting those kids that, that are a product wow. of the community around us of prayer and fasting.
0: Wow. So good. That is so cool. I love that too. I love the example of like, sometimes we might not have something in our own life to be praying and fasting for, but there's people around us. I've never actually done that before and I'm challenged and inspired by your story. That's so cool. Well, thank you so much, Clay. That is so much truthful um, all in there and I'm so excited for so many women to start fasting I think this is something that doesn't happen enough maybe even at like a younger age you might not feel like we're old enough or spiritually equipped enough but I love even through the story how it grows our character and um, these spiritual muscles in us and um, so much is going to happen through that God is going to move in big ways I'm so excited kind of sad though that next week is our last week um, but <laughs> it's going to be incredible we are ending it with a powerful topic of boldness. Are you excited to talk about it? I can't wait. Let's go. All right. Well, we will talk to you next week. All right. Sounds good. All right, you guys, we are diving into intercession. We were actually joking before this podcast that this is probably the biggest word we've used in ministry today. I think we re- <laughs> we reached a new level today. Yeah, intercession is spelled I-N-T-E-R-C-E-S-S-I-O-N, intercession. <laughs> Thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> Do you have a definition for us really Intercession in our topic is I do have a destination It is praying and fasting for your communities and for your people. Okay, here's the thing, though. This is why we're talking about it in um, Move of God is because if we want to see God move on earth, that means we've got to get on our knees and we've got to be intentional about hearing from God and praying for breakthrough um, in the world around us, you guys. And this is, like, hugely important. Like, without this... What are we even doing? You know, like we can be unified. We can do all the things we've talked about, um, invite the Holy Spirit, be hopeful, all these things. But if we're not like getting on our knees daily, seriously daily, and like going and praying with boldness for, for our world and specifically for the people in our lives, um, then we're not doing much. So that's what we're going to be talking about here and some practical ways to do that. Yeah. And I think it's so
2: true that prayer, you see it all throughout scripture. You've seen it all throughout history, that um, huge movements of God, um, revivals, breaking out, things like that, they were always preceded by the people of God, a vast number of people praying. Mm. And, um, I think sometimes we discount the power of prayer in our lives. It's like, we all have the option every single day to, to literally use the most powerful weapon in the world prayer. And so often we go days, Mm. weeks, months, years without, without doing it without actually doing it. And, um, I, it, people talk about it all the time, but you know, when you say to people, oh my gosh, I'll be praying for you. Like how often do we actually like take the time, stop and pray about the things that we say we're going to be praying for. Like, Mm. do we Mm. believe Mm. that prayer actually does like shift things that Mm. God hears our prayers, that God listens to our prayers and that Mm. God acts um, on behalf of our prayers and prayer. Isn't this like magical genie that's going to grant all your wishes. But I do think that prayer is really about kind of tuning your heart to God's heart. I think as we pray, um, God doesn't just like listen and, you know, put them in his filing cabinet. I think it's a conversation. It's a two-way conversation where God is speaking back to us and, and uh, changing us along the way. And so really, we just believe that prayer is the most tangible way of saying, God, I want to hear from you in my life. And so when we're talking about a movement of God, we just believe that you can't, you can't step into a movement of God without first hearing what God is saying. And so Mm. prayer is this way to actively step into that. And beyond prayer, um, something that has really shifted our prayer life has been uh, the spiritual discipline of fasting. And yeah. first up, I just got to say, when I heard about fasting in church um, and growing up, like my dad used to do fast growing up and I used to always be like, whew, that is tough and that is not for me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love food too much. You know, I don't think I could do that. All these things. And then, you know, now fasting is this like intermittent fasting is like this like health thing and it just seems lost. But I yeah. think that fasting is such a tangible way to lay aside an earthly desire, a human, you know, naturalistic desire and to let God fill you before you even go to him in prayer. And I think I have just found that like my prayers – when I'm fasted feel so alive, so Mm. vibrant. So I feel so much closer to Jesus. And um, that's why we really want to like challenge you in this week, not just to like grow in your prayer life, but even to step into this spiritual discipline of fasting because I think it helps you tune your ears to hear God even better and even stronger. Yes, that's right. Okay, guys, so each and every week you have heard from our Bible expert, Clay Kirkland, but we want to tell you a little bit more about what Clay does. So Clay has a company called Wisdom and Creativity Consulting, and he is actually a coach for so many different leaders in ministry and business from across the country, including Ken's and I. Ken's and I have gotten to walk through a season with Clay, and he's just provided so much insight and so much direction on things like stepping into leadership, our partnership as a team, and just personally helping us to know our strengths and to walk in boldness and confidence in them. And we want to tell you a little bit about what Clay can maybe offer you
0: guys. Yes, one of our favorite things he offers is the millennial mentor path that will guide and lead to the fulfilling of your purpose and achieving your dreams. So if you're a senior in college or a young adult trying to make a career decision, maybe you're in transition, maybe you have a God dream on your heart and just don't know the first step well he is your guy he will do virtual sessions over facetime or over the phone whatever you need head to wisdomandcreativity.com to learn more you guys we low-key forced him to let us do this ad because we believe in him this much go to wisdomandcreativity.com actually since the beginning of delight this has actually been a big part of our story mac and i remember being like juniors in college and we felt the weight of leading this Bible study, Delight. And we were like, oh my gosh, we can't do this on our own. This feels heavy. This feels hard. And also, um, um, aside from that too, we had big dreams of where we wanted to see delight grow. And we were like, okay, maybe we should like step into fasting. <laughs> I don't even know where we yeah, got the idea. Where did we do this? We were like, "Let's Maybe start we fasting. listened to a podcast. Like right, this. maybe so. And we were like, oh, This is for me. (laughs) And hopefully that's what you guys get out of this too. But we were juniors in college and we were like, okay, let's start fasting. And we decided we picked a day. I think it was Fridays. Um, and we decided to fast, um, like all three meal or all breakfast and lunch, like all day we would fast essentially, um, when the sun came up to when the sun was going down. And, um, we spent that time, um, laying just the weightiness of doing ministry at the feet of Jesus. And we also spent that time just dreaming and asking for vision for the future of delight. And we did it every single week. And, um, this was like a big deal for us and I really think that it really laid a foundation of what delight is today and um, in those moments of prayer we just got clarity we got um a weight was lifted um everything we needed and just to be a little bit more specific about our fast too we actually would um even like we would Uh, not eat all day and really through that really connect with God in prayer and we'll go into more detail later but then we'd also like pray together at the end of the day and this was so powerful for us there's something about like, like what Mac was saying like at the end of the day um Praying in community together um, was the most powerful thing. Like yeah. it was just like God was listening; He was present. The Holy Spirit was in us, and I believe that it was those prayers that really did lay a foundation of what yeah. delight is now. Um, and there's also like in addition to just like the cry of your heart through through fasting, also I think there's something that just grew us through through fasting like just spiritual maturity yeah, that happens so in fasting it builds like this like muscle it's kind of hard to even like explain or comprehend and I think it happens over time it's not like you're gonna fast one day and then you're gonna be like I yeah. feel spiritually
1: yeah yeah.
2: no you're so right you're so right and it's funny you know Ken and I often when we would pray fasted uh to just keep our minds off of being hungry we would go on walks and so yeah. we would walk and pray and honestly like those streets that we Have walked and prayed on, feel like holy ground for me in so many ways because they've been like tangible representations of just the closeness I felt Mm. to God through those prayers. And it's funny because sometimes kids don't even get out of the rhythm of praying and fasting. And I always, every time we get back to it and we do it again, I'm like, gosh, what I'm missing out. And I think that's the truth is that. So many of us are missing out on a deeper prayer life. And Mm, yes, this seems like a hard discipline, but wow, there is something so incredible. There's a depth and a richness that happens in prayers through fasting. And I was just thinking about uh, my churches every February the last couple of years, we've been part of a... Kind of a citywide prayer movement here in Nashville, and so for 30 days, um, we with along with like 500 other churches will pray and fast for 30 days for our city. Mm-hmm. And um, this past year, at the end of the month, I went to like the dinner with all of the the pastors from the 500 different churches and the leaders, and it was so incredible because for like three hours they opened up the mic and, uh, people just shared stories of Mm -hmm. what God did in that time when, you know, 500 different churches from around Nashville all came together, unified together and prayed and fasted for the city. And I mean, the stories, there was like incredible, amazing, huge things that happened. And then there was these like tiny, small, little detail things. And it kind of just, to me was a representation of what happens when God's people pray God moves and like, that's what we're talking about. And I saw it happen and it was so cool and so incredible just to like sit in the seats and know that like those prayers in my bedroom, as I was fasting throughout the month, as I was stepping into this throughout the month too, like, seeing the evidence of what God did when sometimes you feel like your prayers don't matter that much, but getting to see these things that I would have never known otherwise, mm-hmm. just like the, the roots and the groundwork that God is laying all over the place. When we choose to to pray and intercede for our communities and mm-hmm. our friends and our families and our nation, it's incredible to see and to watch. And so yeah. this week we just want to really tangibly challenge you guys to do it, yeah. to just do it, and and we're gonna challenge you to do what I like to call the, the Mac and Ken specialty when it comes to fasting, <laughs> um, and so we're gonna kind of give you just a little outline for how we do it, and just yeah. say, pick, one day this week. Yeah. One day. If you hate it, if you don't feel like you hear God, you don't have to do it again, but we think it's going to be pretty <laughs> awesome. But yes. this is what we want you to do. Just one time this week, we want you to fast. And so what we're going to have you do is pick a day. Um, and from the night, so let's say you're decide I'm going to fast on Thursday after I'm going to fast on Thursday. So Wednesday night after dinner, no can't eat any more. You got to stop eating. Um, And then when you wake up on Thursday morning, first thing you're going to do is have an amazing time with Jesus, like carve out a big chunk of time that morning. You don't have to make breakfast. You don't have to stop on your way for Starbucks or whatever. (laughs) So, you know, you can have an extra amount of time with Jesus, really dive in with him, Mm. spend time with him. You can go for a walk. You can, Mm -hmm. um, you know, sit and scatter your Bible in a room, go to a coffee shop and Drink water. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. Um, Have (laughs) time with Jesus. And then just connect with God throughout your day. As you're going through your day, say little prayers, breath Mm -hmm. prayers, whatever you got to do. And then... I forgot to mention this in the beginning. We want you to do it with a friend. This is so important. (laughs) We want you to do it with a friend. So you and your friend are going to be doing this together. And then right before you break your fast, say it's like you're going to break your fast at like 630. um, You guys go for a prayer walk together. Mm -hmm. So just for like 30, 45 Mm -hmm. minutes, go for a walk, pray out loud, talk about the things you want to really specifically pray for. And then when it's time to break your fast, about 7 p.m., go to dinner together. Feast. This is what we call the feast. Celebrate and talk about how did you see God move? How did you hear God that day? And I think you're going to really love it. I think you're going (laughs) to see and sense that those fasted prayers feel like the most powerful prayers you've ever prayed. You're going to be like, wow, like God was just, the Holy Spirit was
0: talking through me and all this stuff. Yes.
2: And we really believe in that. So,
0: Yes. Recap. You want to recap it for us? Yes. So this week, you're going to pick a day, pick a friend, call a friend, be like, girl, want to fast for me? Oh my gosh. Sounds crazy. But let's do this together. Um, and maybe even pick like one area you really want to pray over. You don't have to, but that might be fun. And then this is really important. Make sure you have time with Jesus that morning. If you don't, there's, n- it's not even worth fasting. You might as well eat the burger. Um, so have a <laughs> ton of time with Jesus um, and then connect with him throughout the day and then At the end of the day, before you eat your final meal, maybe just go in in prayer together and have fun with this. Um, there's been times when Mac and I have been like starving at the end of the day, and we're like, let's pray, and we just get weird and have the really funny prayer fun time. And 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 they're fun, I feel like it's authentic and real, and also seriously so powerful. So, try it out this week. Um, if you like seriously. Fasting has like brought so much clarity. So if you're like looking, if you're having to make a big decision in your life and needing clarity, like really seriously, you do need to fast. And I promise, through doing that, um, you'll gain clarity. Um, and especially after doing it repeatedly over a period of time, you definitely will. And then um, also, if you're entering like a new season of your life, fasting's really important as well. Um, if you need God to show up in your life in some way. Fasting is a great solution or in other people's lives. Um, or of course, there's a nationwide pandemic right now and we need you to intercede for it. So (laughs) let's all choose to fast this week. But fasting is seriously going to be this powerful way to see God at work um, and also grow you spiritually. Yeah, so I love that. I'm really excited about it. I love that.
2: And that really does help us just to be a part of what God is doing all around us, to be a part of the move of God. Like we said, fasting, praying, intercession is just the most tangible way of saying, God, I want to hear from you. Yes. Like I want to hear your voice in my life. And seriously, throughout our rhythms with delight and for the girl for years and years, when we enter into something that we know matters, yes. we're always praying and fasting before we kind of step into those things. And so um, we have seen breakthrough because of it. We have seen huge moves of God because of it. And we just believe it's so simple. It's so practical. And it's such a tangible way to be an active participant in how God is moving around you. So, so good. Wow. Well, so finish out this week in your workbooks yes. fast I cannot wait to hear how it goes to see how it goes send us stories of just like what God did in and through your that's fast right. with your friends um and maybe we'll just keep this up like that's so fun you know Ken's Altogether. and I Ken's and I we we really do feel like Thursdays are our fast days and mm. so um maybe
0: Thursdays just become the new thing well that's amazing we're in it to win it.
2: That's right. That's right. Well, next week we are back for our final week
0: of the Move of God series.
2: We Mm. are finishing up talking about Boldness. boldness, which is one of our favorite topics to talk about. And so we have a lot for you next week. So we will see you next Tuesday for another episode. We love you guys. Talk to you later.